0: And welcome to another episode of Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and I am so excited to host this show. This is the National Speakers Association's official podcast that we launched now six months ago. If you haven't been listening to Speakernomics, there are about 25 other episodes behind this one that you know you need to go back and listen to, because every single week we do interviews that give you actionable tips on how to have a better business. And today we're going to talk about how do you close sales in a crowded field? And let's face it, the speaking business, we work in a crowded field. So today we're joined by Jerry O'Brien. Hey, Jerry, how are you today? Hey, good morning. Good to be here. So, Jerry, what are two tips that you have for speakers about how to be more successful in getting booked?
1: Number one, find your because. And number two, prove your value.
0: This is going to be good. We're going to go deep onto both of these tips. But for those of you who don't know Jerry, Jerry is a professional speaker who works with CEOs and business leaders on how to close sales in crowded environments and crowded markets. And Jerry, I think you might have you might have the honor to be the only person so far who has ever been on Speakernomics twice because you were actually part of the How to Start a Mastermind group episode several months ago, because Jerry's actually part of my mastermind group. Jerry and I have been friends for about 10 years, and uh, I'm really glad to have him as a guest here on the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, that was a great experience and a great mastermind. And I hope people got a lot out of that, and they all do uh, become parts of masterminds, because you can't do this business to get, uh, uh, by your, all by yourself. All right, so Jerry is going to be
0: on the main stage at Influence 2021 in Las Vegas. That's coming up just in a couple of weeks. This is really, really soon. And he's going to talk about the concept around his new book that's about to come out later this year called They Buy Your Because. So Jerry, your first tip to everybody was you got to find your because. What does that even mean?
1: Well, let me put it in simple terms and then we can dive in. We can go deeper on this. This is the entire... Uh, reason why many conferences bring me in someone in the audience sees me present find your because and they have a light bulb moment where they say Woof, we're not doing that in our company heck we're not doing that in our industry we need to really understand this and implement it uh, in what we do so let me put it in really simple terms for you When someone is influenced to do something, we all need to influence someone. The foundation of our entire business is influence a decision-maker to hire you as a speaker to bring you into their conference or in front of their audience. That's what we do. We influence people to hire us. Now, what they do is they say, oh, we got to hire Tom Singer because they literally will say the word because to their partner, their committee, their whoever, and say, we need to bring in Jerry O'Brien because... And then they will say the most compelling words they can think of to convince someone that they need to bring you in. The question is this. What do you wish someone making a referral would say after they say the word because. Ooh, we gotta get Tom Singer because... And that's what we're talking about. Conceptually, that's what we're talking about. The finishing of what I call your sentence of influence. Ooh, I love and so the, there are
0: sentence multiple... of, the sentence of influence. God, I love that.
1: Yeah, that's how we influence people. And what most people do many times is they tell you what's in it for the person buying. What do you deliver? Ooh, I deliver great tips for how to sell more. Great. That's the outcome. Every sales speaker under the sun gives us tips or strategies or what, what have you for how to influence, for how to close more sales. Well, we got to get Jerry because and what is that piece of proof that Jerry or Tom or insert your name here, does it differently or better or in a unique way that is more valuable than any other person who speaks to CEOs or sales teams. So we've got to get Jerry because I'll give you an example. So my background, I spent my career before being a professional speaker as an executive for companies that many people have heard of, Procter & Gamble, Coors Light, Red Robin, Gourmet Burgers. And when I started out in the the speaker world, my whole because was, oh, you got to hire Jerry because he worked on billion dollar brands and he can teach your audience how to do the same things that billion dollar brands do, even if they don't have a big budget. That was my because. And, you know, since then it's morphed and transformed into what I do today. Uh, now, a lot of people, you know, I listen to the Kotecky's podcast on Speakeronomics, and all of you should listen to it. It's very, very well done. And they used this term. Uh, gosh, Tom, what was it? If, if only or what? Uh, must be nice.
0: What? Yeah, oh, their tip was you got to nice. find your must be nice.
1: It must be nice. And so now there's a bunch of listeners out there, Tom, that are saying this right now. Well, must be nice. He was a corporate executive for big brands that everyone has heard of. Well, if I was that, I could be a successful speaker, too. Right. Must be nice. Right. But here's the thing. Every one of you has something that is your because, that has an audience saying, gosh, we really need to get uh, what that person has. Can I give you some examples, Tom?
0: Sure. And in fact, I, I, w- I want to clarify because a lot of speakers probably think that, oh, you hire Becky or whoever because she's a great speaker. But this you're actually talking about deeper than that. Right. This isn't just, oh, you should hire her because she's good.
1: Right. No. Yeah. 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 Well, well and that's how a lot of referrals happen. Let's be honest. Oh, I saw her. She's really good. You should get her. Well, but that's not how the entire decision process happens. So let's just talk about that for a quick second. Let's talk about decision. If you're going to influence someone's decisions, you need to know how decisions happen and how to influence their brain to say yes to you versus other options, right? Because we've all been in situations where there's two or four or six speakers competing for the same presentation. And what happens is we make decisions or committees make decisions, individuals make decisions in their brain. And because they happen in their brain, they're partly rational and partly emotional. We know that that happens. We have two sides of the brain, logical and and emotional. Well, for hundreds of years, economists have been trying to convince us that all decisions are logical, right? Prices go up, demand goes down. Prices go down, demand goes up. It's logical, it's rational. But we know that's not the whole story. For a hundred years, marketers have been trying to convince us that all decisions are emotional. We make emotional decisions. Have you ever seen a Super Bowl commercial that made you laugh? Or it made you cry? It made you emotional. And then later you were telling someone about it. Oh, did you see that one ad with the dog and it did this? And, oh yeah, it was so funny. And then you say, Yeah, what was that ad for? Oh, I don't remember, but it was so funny. Yeah, no, that doesn't sell anything either. The 2002 Nobel Prize winner in economics was not an economist. He was a psychologist who unpacked how our brains actually do this. And what he discovered and was able to show is that we do make emotional decisions, but our brain, our gut, our subconscious wants proof that it was a good call. So I like to put it like this. Our brain needs a rational reason to make the emotional decision. We might want you to speak for our conference because someone said you're good or we like you, but we've got to convince other people. So we need a piece of proof that it is a good call. That's your because. Oh, we'd hire Tom because... And now what people have realized, Tom, is, oh, this is hard. <laughs> this is hard. Wait
0: yeah. a minute. I mean, I was, I was stuck at, well, because he's good on stage. How do we get to the real because? How do we get to something that we can clearly articulate to
1: customers? Well, asked, Tom. So let's play with what you just said for a second. Oh, because he's good on stage. And someone's going to say, and now we're going to peel back the layers, right? We're going to say, Well, he's good on stage because what makes him good on stage? Oh, he's good on stage because now if we ride a unicycle or juggle, then we're going to do something. Oh, or because he, it's going to be something unique. But if you're like a speaker and you stand on stage and you say words, there are other because pieces of proof that will work. Let me give you an example, a couple of examples. So I've done a lot of work, uh, helping uh, speakers launch their careers is not what I do, but I do it like at NSA chapters and, and uh, I speak at like um, the speaker academies and things like that. Right. And one day I'm in a room with uh, I think it was 18 speakers that were in some stage of launching their speaking career. And I introduced the because concept and they would hire you because. And so we go around the room and, and we say, well, like, give us some examples of because of people are going around the room. And there's this one gentleman who says, well, you know, because I really want to help people this or that or whatever. And so I dig deeper with him. I say, well, has anything really remarkable, memorable ever happened in your life? And he goes, well, yeah, well, I was a prisoner of war in Vietnam for six years. you might want to talk about what did you learn during the, because people really want to, if they want to find more joy and more satisfaction in their life, you might've learned something from that, that will make you a really good choice because he was a POW and he's uh, translated that into strategies any of us can use to, to live a happier life.
0: I like like that part about connecting what you've been through to how people can use those strategies in their own life. That becomes a really powerful because.
1: Yeah, and so you've, you've landed on two parts of my framework, Tom. One is what's the outcome? What's in it for them, as Bruce Turkel's book would say, as Bruce would say, who's a good friend of mine. What's in it for them, the outcome? What's in it for me is I live a happier life. That's because he teaches strategies that he used to get through the six hardest years in Vietnam, right? So, and he didn't even think of it. So many of you have because. And they're right in front of you. They're in your world already, the, in the same uh, group, going around and, well, I want to speak about this or that, or I'm not sure. I'm like, is anything remarkable ever happened in your life? And the gentleman, no joke, Tom, this is true, said, well, I won the Colorado lottery for $12 million, and then I lost all the money. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Everyone wants to hear the story about what was it like to win and what was it like to lose and how do you, what did you learn from that? Right. And so yours don't have to be dramatic examples like that. But what stood out to me that day was that people had them in their space already and they weren't seeing it as something that was valuable. So what already in your life can you, do you have the credibility to share with others.
0: So Jerry, the thing that comes to my mind, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening, is for years, for close to a decade, we've heard, well, you have to know your why. What's your why? So what is the difference between knowing your why and finding your because?
2: The National Speakers Association's flagship conference, Influence, is back. Join us from July 10th through the 12th for three days packed with rare insights and speeches that will transform and elevate your future. Attend in person at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas or virtually from anywhere in the world. This year's focus is radical relevance. Hear from a lineup of today's most influential speakers who will teach you how to become and stay radically relevant in today's ever-changing landscape. Network with peers both in person and online to explore new business opportunities. The NSA is taking every measure to ensure the safety of attendees. To allow for proper social distancing, in person attendance is limited to 500 guests. So hurry and grab your ticket because spots are sure to fill up fast. To get your ticket, go to Influence2021.com. That's Influence2021.com to register today.
0: So, what is the difference between knowing your why and finding your because?
1: A great question, Tom. And this comes up a lot in my presentations because people say, Oh, I've heard of that. That's your why. Your why is the inspiration behind why you do what you do, why you're a speaker. And your inspiration can be wonderful for you and for your family and maybe your employees if you have them. But meeting planners and attendees, If you're lucky, they're inspired by why you do what you do, but what they want to know is what do you do for me? I work in a lot of really crowded, non-sexy industries like people that sell manufacturing equipment or tires or restaurant owners or accounting. It'd be nice if people cared why you're an accountant, but they don't. They care, are you the right accountant for me? And so, your why is useful, but it doesn't close any sales. It doesn't, get you to get, it doesn't get clients and customers to give you the money. And it's important to understand that difference because when I meet a lot of speakers, especially starting out, they say, well, I'm just so inspired to share my story. And my question is, of what value is your story to someone's audience? Why are they going to give you the dollars And what are you going to deliver for them? And the answer to that uh, is the ending of your sentence of influence is your because, oh, we're going to deliver sales strategies. That's because he was the number one uh, selling, you know, uh, uh, copy machine salesperson in all of North America. Oh, boy, that's a tough market. He must have learned. She must have learned some amazing things. So what's your because? What's your piece of proof that you are going to be able to deliver what you promised to deliver?
0: So, and in your talk at Influence, you're going to walk us through your framework on how to find your because. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. So it's going to be a framework of what is your because? How do you use it? How do you put it to work? And how do you find yours? Even if uh, you don't feel like you weren't an astronaut or an Olympian or whatever, you don't have to be. You just have to find some piece of credibility, because if you don't, you're up against people that have some sort of thing that they've done. And probably your because is already hanging out there and you're just not putting it front and center. When I was the brand manager of Coors Light I launched this product a lot of people have heard of or seen, and it's a can that's got a blue liner inside the can. Now, all of you have probably seen the one that turns blue when it's cold enough to drink. I also launched that one. But there was the Coors Light. It had the cool blue liner. Yeah, it had the liner inside the can. Inside the can, there's a blue liner. Well, the secret, Tom, about the blue liner, as you know, because you're in my mastermind group, is that every aluminum can ever had a blue liner. We're the only ones that turned ours blue and yeah, told they, you they, it all had a cl- they all had a clear liner. You guys made yours blue. Cl- yeah. They all had a clear liner inside the can. You can't put the beer next to the aluminum or it will corrode. We put a, a blue liner in instead of a clear one. And everyone said, oh, that's the special can. You all have a blue liner. It's your opportunity to turn it blue and let meeting planners know that it exists. What is your special blue liner? What is your because? What is the thing that makes you a good choice.
0: Well, I'm super excited to see you at influence, but you had a second tip and I want to get into that before we end this episode. Your second tip was you have to prove your value. So I know my, because I can clearly say my, because, but I have to do more than just have a, because I have to prove to the meeting planner in that committee that I bring value. So what do you mean when you talk about proving your value?
1: Yeah. So Oh, all of a sudden, and this has actually happened, maybe to, I had a meeting planner at one point for a conference I'd already been booked for, came to me and said, hey, our whole theme of our conference is climbing, is scaling the mountain, climbing the mountain, something like this. Do you know any mountain climbers? Yep. And if you're in NSA for any length of time, you might know more than one person who's scaled Everest. You might know several So we're all in that camp. Okay, so if if you've all scaled Everest, which is the right, you're still back to the same original question, which is the right speaker for my conference? How do you prove that you're, so you've got it because, because I scaled Everest, because I do this, because I was an executive with billion dollar brands. You still have to prove to the meeting planner one very important, very special thing that when they put you on that stage, the audience is going to be like, whoa, he or she was the most amazing speaker ever. Because what does the meeting planner care about? They want to look good and not make a mistake. Here's the crux of finding your because and and then proving it. People are afraid of making a bad call. They want, all your clients are afraid, not just in the speaker industry, but it doesn't matter if you're an HVAC installer or you're selling tires, people don't want to make a bad decision. And we need to prove to them with, that they can be comfortable that they are making a good call such that they could prove it to someone else, that they could prove it to their boss or their spouse or their uh, meeting planning committee or their CEO of their association or whatever, they not just because, but look at this in what I love to use is a video. And now we all know videos are important. It's a very tactical thing in the speaker world, but you know what people do? They, they will start looking at you because of your, because, oh, we got to get him because he was, she was, he did, she did. And then they watch your video and your video should be packed with proof that you're going to make them proud proof that you're going to deliver. The value that you promise. And you know, one of the things I deliver is I deliver actionable insights, actionable information. The CEOs, the salespeople in your audience can go back and actually put it to work right away. I'm not an inspiration. I'm, you know, I try to be funny and all that, and it's great, but I'm not like an Olympian. I'm going to inspire you to be at your best. When they hire me, they want real actionable tools that next year they come back to the conference and say, I came back because last year we got so much value. It changed our whole trajectory of our success. That's why they hire me. So I've got to prove in my video, in my one-on-one sales conversations, through my website, through every touch point that I am a safe call. They can have confidence making the call. So not only do you have to have a, because, Oh, because I was a, uh, you know, a POW in Vietnam, okay, that gets me interested, but you close the sale when you prove the value to the audience. He or she is a great speaker. They deliver value. They've got proof from testimonials from impressive clients that say, whoa, they were amazing. They customized it. They knocked it out of the park. So whether it's your video or your conversations or your website or your referrals, how do you prove that you really are going to knock it out of the park? And while a video may be a very tactical thing, it is critical to our business.
0: So improving your value, there are so many things that come to mind. There's, you know, you mentioned many of them. There's your website. There's the conversation that you have with people. It's having that video that gets people to lean in and share it with the rest of the committee. It's having really good testimonials. Some things that come to my mind are things like, longevity in the business you know it's so it's one of those things that if you've been around 15 years you know i find that a lot of people are like oh i just got somebody the other day who called me and i said how did you find me and she goes i've heard your name for years and that was part of that proof that i must be okay because i'm still here so what are some of the other things that people can do to prove their value anything else come to mind
1: well, Tom, what's interesting about what you're saying is, I've worked with a lot of speakers who are getting started, and there are a lot of speakers who are getting started. As we know, at Influence, historically, two-thirds of the audience has been never been there before. Well, I don't know what the failure rate is in the industry, but if that's any indication, it's high. And the reason that the failure rate in speaking is high is because people don't find their own unique because, hire me because. And they can't deliver the proof that they're going to be great. But here's what's important. It doesn't take you very long to assemble those pieces of proof. Early on in my speaking career, someone gave me a piece of advice. They said, get all the video you can. And comma, make sure it has good sound because sound matters more than the video quality. Get all the video you can. Every presentation I ever delivered, I set up a camera on a tripod in the back of the room and I wore a little lav mic that was on a personal voice recorder and I assembled the sound together with the video and none of it was that pretty, but you know what? They got a sense of who I am and how I relate to an audience. And then I, this is easy to do. Take your iPhone or your phone and plug in a lav mic right into it. Go to your meeting planner after you speak. And say, hey, uh, would, you, would you mind just giving me a little a few words about what it was like to work with me and what the audience thought? Oh, sure, no problem. Some of them aren't going to be that good. And one of them is going to blow your doors off and you're going to put it on your website with your video that's pretty much okay. And you're going to use it and it's going to influence people until you get better video and better testimonials. Until you, and then you're going to do it again and you're going to iterate. You can within your first six months or year, even if you only get in front of two or three audiences. You can get proof of what you deliver and how you deliver it. And if you're not getting that, you're leaving money and opportunities on the table because that's the proof that people use. Know your because, know what makes you special, and then prove it.
0: So, Jerry, the last thing I want to ask you, kind of off of those two tips, is around sort of the business model that you've created. Because one of the things that you've done very well is you actually have created a way that you spin off business when you speak to be able to go into companies. So let's just talk a little bit about how do you prove to people while you're speaking that, yeah, I can change the bottom line of your company. And then what do you do with that? How do you monetize that?
1: Um, So good question, because we've all just been through a massive disruption of our business during COVID. And, you know, Stages, if you're speaking on stage, there wasn't stages. There was virtual stages, and we all know that many or most of those didn't really pay the same as real stages, and that's fine. That was the disruption in the business. One of the reasons my business did well is because my framework, as I mentioned before, is very actionable. Like it's step-by-step, do these steps and find your because and implement it within your organization. It's simple enough, powerful enough that people say, ooh, I want to do that. And what happened during COVID is I ended up with lots of people that had the time, had the resources, believe it or not, had the desire to pivot their company during COVID, and they wanted to do the work of finding their because. So, you know, my thing is workshops with multiple companies in company work and speaking. That doesn't have, those don't have to be your things. Other people have uh, paid mastermind groups or a million other business models for speaking, but here's my thing I want to leave with people run your speaking business like a business. This is the business of speaking. It's also the business of inspiring people and changing lives and changing businesses and all that. But at the end of the day, you can't do that if you don't make money. If you don't think about your model, where are your dollars going to come from? It doesn't matter which of the 10 or 20 models of being a speaker or a combination of them it is be purposeful about which it is because my side of the business that goes in and helps companies, you you know, is all the work I'm doing right now. So if I was only standing on stages, I'd have a problem. So whatever yours is run it like a business, write yourself an individual business plan and know where your know your numbers, know where the money comes from.
0: So the one thing I want to reiterate that you said that I think everyone should stop and write down if you're out for a run, Take out your phone, put it in notes. If you're driving, pull over, send yourself an email. And that was, you talked about one of the things that makes your work so successful is you have an actionable framework. So let's unpack that really quick before we go. How can a speaker make sure that their content has an actionable framework?
1: You know, Tom, this is so important. So many of my clients say they're hiring me because people know what to do with what I say. And we all know okay, you can have four steps or four things or six things or seven things or whatever your thing is or three or whatever. Um, I think it's important to put on the mindset of the people who you are speaking to and say, what are they going to do with this and how do they go do it? And whether you're mostly inspirational or mostly tactical, in either case, the actionability can become a follow up business model for you.
0: So we could do a whole other podcast just on that topic. So Jerry O'Brien, thanks for being a guest here and actually the first ever repeat guest here on Speakernomics.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: And I think for everybody who listened, if you're still on the fence about attending Influence in person or signing up to get the virtual version of Influence 21, I think you've just heard the level of content that we're going to be able to get from the speakers who are on the main stage at Influence. You don't want to miss this conference because you're gonna walk away with a lot of actionable framework. You're gonna learn things like how to find your because and to prove that value so make sure that you're signed up for influence 2021 and then join us every single week right here on Speakernomics. i have so much fun hosting this show and i hope you're having fun being part of the audience because every single week we try to bring you more thoughts ideas and actionable information on how to make more money as a professional speaker and always remember the motto of this podcast speak get paid repeat